you are going with us so that we are distinct, I and your people, from every other people on the face of the earth. Paul wrote, Therefore a man shall leave his father and mother and hold fast to his wife, and the two shall become one flesh. This mystery is profound, and I am saying that it refers to Christ and the Church. In the holy name of Jesus, Amen. Disorder, chaos, and decay are all around us. Institutions and authorities that we once thought trustworthy and capable are falling. Now their deceit and inability to do their jobs is on full display. The approval rates for the press are in the single digits, while approval for an impeached president remains steady at half of Americans. The medical profession has struggled to get a handle on a virus that just doesn't seem to obey them. Naked authoritarians have used draconian measures that have proved to be nothing more actually than power grabs. And let's bankrupt not only you, and, but also your children's children, so that you can stay at home, Netflix and chill, drugged by a glowing screen. We've relied on these institutions to provide us grounding, a sense of reality, some lens by which we can understand this world. And now we see how wrong that was, as one after another, they fail us. Now this is nothing new. Our society has embarked on a hundred or more year project to destroy the given order to throw the world into chaos, one nation at a time, to bring doubt to what is real, what is good, what is true. It began in the universities. It moved on into the salons. It was sprouted or spouted by the press. And it's been indoctrinated into you through entertainment. It had already overwhelmed us before anyone ever said, some 50 years ago, don't trust the man. And now it's giving way to the way I was raised. What's true for you is not necessarily true for me, which means there is no truth. We've been hyper-individualized and even radicalized so that we see each other as fundamentally different, opposed to seeing our fellow man as enemies. Even the notion of unity is now enforced through shame, through social pressures, through tyranny, even through terror. The most dangerous idea yet, that's part of all of this, is that we must tear down in order to rebuild. We have to sabotage to restore. The old has to be cast off in order to bring about the new normal. Make no mistake, this is the deceiver's primary tactic. And yet we're too scripturally immature and naive to recognize it. We all presume that we know better than 245 years of American history, or 2,000 years of Christendom, or even 6,000 years of scriptural history. Death and decay have always been all around us. We see it. 
run a slip and slide into the black. More death, destruction, and tyranny will only bring about more death, destruction, and tyranny. Not the change that humanity hopes for or that this nation strives for. Or even as the church relies upon it. It's all a joke. And the only ones laughing are the demonic hosts. So for you, there's only one way to stand against the ever-encroaching darkness. And that's with your morning star, with the light of Christ. To remain grounded in Christ Jesus, in what he has given, in his word. That's how you'll survive. His word is the bulwark against all the constant jabs of the enemy. His spirit works through the word to be a fountain of living water to cleanse you. His blood-bought forgiveness alone is what sets you free to live and breathe, to rest, to have your being. And it's his institutions that bring order to your life, to this Christian congregation, and even to this world. That which Christ Jesus has set up and given is your only source of hope, confidence, and courage. And you dare not tear them down. As you've been caught up in the self-destruction of this secular culture, you've lost sight of who God has made you, where he has put you, and what he had you do. The Lutheran Reformation pointed out that the Lord has established three spheres in life by his work. Three you like the states that he has put you in. The Polisha, the Oikonomia, and the Ecclesia. Or if you prefer English. These are the government and state, the household and all economic human interactions, and the church. Say it again. Simply, government, home, and church. And within each sphere or estate, the Holy Trinity is the head, and others are ordered in hierarchy underneath our Lord. When any of these structured relationships that the Lord has given and set up by His Word are rejected or overruled, part or all of culture collapse, and any benefit that the Lord would give through these institutions is lost. You don't get to tell God how he rules each estate. They are his establishment to be ordered and given as he determines, and as he has told you and revealed in his word. They are also, though, a blessing to be received, to be cherished, and to be preserved. No good comes from overthrowing what God has established and given. Nor can you be blessed if you confuse these estates. For example, if you worship earthly rulers instead of God. Or if you look to the church to run government with the state, confusing those kingdoms. Or if you treat marriage as some kind of transactional or economic relationship. Keep each in their lane or you'll be confused. And when one or more of these institutions fail, or rather are eliminated in their God-given authority, the answer is not to hand over their responsibility to another.
For example, if the family fails to give the responsibility to raise children to the state. Or as one politician said many years ago, it takes a village to raise a child. False. It takes parents. Or, for example, if the church fails in, it, in her duty to support the needs of the neighbor in charity and in love, to hand that over to the state, to be the loving institution of the world. Again, false. It's not given to the government to care for those in need. It's given to you. Rather, each of us in each of state are called to return to God's word, to the institution as he has given it, the natural ordering that God has embedded in our own hearts and in all creation. So it was today that we heard about one of these estates. We learned how Jesus himself regards holy matrimony. He attends in Cana a family wedding. He blesses that marriage simply by being there, his presence, as he blesses ours. And then he ensures its well-being its festivity, its joy, by changing the water into wine, even, even saving the best wine for the last. But it's not just the wedding there at Cana. Jesus confesses by his word from beginning to end, and by his actions on that day, that holy matrimony is in a state that was instituted by God from the very creation. He's ordered humanity as man and woman. There's no spectrum of gender. And he's done so for the sake of marriage, for love, companionship, and for procreation for children. Husband and wife are given children by God, when and where he wills, and these children are for mom and dad to raise up, no one else. The purpose of marriage is a home. And that home is to be built itself upon Christ Jesus and his word, upon what Christ gives the home to do. Parents and children, for example, alike are to daily read, pray, and sing God's word. Sing God's word. You can disagree with me, but that's the instruction Jesus gives. And it's for your blessing. A home that dwells richly in Jesus is surrounded, guarded, and protected from every assault of this disordered and chaotic world. And the church, too, we heard today from St. Paul, is called a family. Because our earthly families are actually a type and shadow of the heavenly family. Or as Paul called it, the body of Christ. Now the congregation, this congregation, or any, doesn't take the place of the home. But it is composed of imperfect and broken families. We have widows and widowers. We have orphans and we have the unmarried. Even as you falter and fail in the order that Father has, the Father has established for your home, so he brings you into this holy family to restore, to comfort, and sustain you. Not with a temporal relationship, but time-bound one, but an eternal relationship that you have now and forever in Jesus. And the Father surrounds you with fellow failures, all of us living in the forgiveness of sins. You are made together, one body, 
washed white in the blood of the Lamb, all of you clothed with baptismal wedding garments, clothed for that eternal marriage of heaven. And so your bridegroom has come, Christ Jesus. And he comes for you daily to forgive, renew, and sustain you. Unlike our marriages that are types and shadows of his, his commitment to you, to all who believe in him, are, is unwavering and unbreakable. So it is that our Lord has established marriage for our benefit, as we hear today. As well as the other estates, his church, and of course, the government. Yes, it's true that disorder, chaos, and decay are all around us. We see assaults on these institutions daily. But the answer is not more petty tyrants. It's not more clickbaiting press. It's not more pop or to look to anything in this world to give you a lens to understand. Because one after another, they will always fail you. Instead, turn to Christ and his word. Receive from him the institutions that he has set up for your good. Support devoted and faithful government. Reject treasonous and ungodly rulers. Be ever attentive to your family and friends. Love them as Christ has loved the church. Remain steadfast in this congregation that he has given you. Support the work of this congregation as the Lord has given us. And in everything, hold fast to him and never let go. And Jesus will see you through this present darkness. In his holy name.